0: And uh, welcome to Questions of Faith. It's Father Toby here, live from the London studio. And uh, we've got a, a, a great bunch of, of questions um, today. And the first one is from Laura, uh, who is from Croatia, um, but has been living in England for, for a few years. And therefore part of that, that great enrichment of the church in this country, um, of people born in other lands for which we're supremely grateful because it makes the church so much more vibrant in this country. But I think in common with, with many other people, Laura asks, I'm quite intrigued by the Anglican church as at home most people are Catholic. And she says, I know very little about it and I would really like to know more. I would like to know about sacraments in the Anglican church. Are they valid? Do they have confession as a sacrament? What about anointing of the sick? Priesthood, baptism—if they have them, does the Catholic Church recognize them? Are any of them valid in the Catholic Church too? Um, and this is a, a, a big question and a really important question. And and the first thing is, often uh, we speak about the Reformation um, as if it were some sort of single. Act by whereby a load of national churches split um split away from from Rome. Um, but when we use the word the Reformation, in, in fact, we're sort of buying into the into the into the language of of the sort of Protestant and Reformation churches, and, and more more properly, the Reformation was happening with within the Catholic Church. Um, and reformation sort of continues to happen within the church because sort of reformation is a, is a sort of a a crucial part of the church, constantly renewing, her her, her, her her identity. And so at the minimum, we should refer to the reformations, um, because there were many different reformations happening for many different reasons. And we'll get into that, but even I would, um, more properly refer to them as, as as revolutions, um, they were not reforming the Catholic Church. Rather, they were revolutions creating something new. So, the the most famous of the reformers, or I would say the revolters, um, is Martin Luther, and in in Germany. But the the uh, the sort of the formation of the of the Anglican Church happens for very different reasons and Henry the the 8th in fact had written a, a document um against Luther in defense of the seven sacraments and the the pope was so impressed by this document that that's um why he received the the title of defender of the faith and if you look at a at a coin you will still see um that title, defend, defender of the faith, on the on the coin. Um, obviously, that title has been withdrawn by the church because once you separated from the faith, you can't be defender of it. Um, but nonetheless, Henry considered himself Catholic, and and his break and from the Catholic Church and the and the formation of the um, of the Anglican Church in in England is is rather for sort of political reasons um henry's first wife um catherine of, of aragon a, a very devout catholic um was th- the two of them together were, were, were unable to um to have a a, a male um, heir to the to, to the to the throne um and uh henry became increasingly aggravated by this, um, and he started an, an affair with Anne Boleyn, and he wanted his first marriage to to Catherine dissolved on the on the and and annulled on the basis that it that it was invalid because she'd previously been married to to his brother Arthur. Um, and the Pope ref- refused this now there are various sort of political pressures going on on sort of both both sides here you know the, the church isn't completely free from her politics but the church um with pressure from 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 spain and the and the crown there but i but i consider rightly the church upheld the validity of the marriage of henry and catherine and so refused uh, an annulment and it's at this point that henry essentially rejects the authority of the pope in rome and declares himself head of the the church in in england now henry still really seems to have considered himself a catholic um even though he's abandoned one of the the fundamental sort of tenets of of catholicism and what makes catholicism mean something which is we are we belong to uh to a great number of local churches but those local churches are not their own thing because they all belong to the one holy catholic and apostolic church and the guarantee of that is communion with rome communion with the the bishop in in rome um and henry had had, aban- had abandoned that and so the church in this country ceased to be catholic and the anglican church with the uh the king and then subsequently queens and and other kings um as its head came about now the the genius of the of the anglican church in a in a certain sense is that um that it holds an enormous number of people who believe very different things um, together. And so if you want to know exactly what the Anglican Church teaches about the sacraments, that's an incredibly hard thing to to answer. There doesn't exist uh, a catechism of the Anglican Church in the same way that we have a catechism of the Catholic Church. There are various different catechisms that exist published by various different Anglicans, which contain very, very different views on on the on the sacraments. Um, so there are some uh, what they would call Anglo Anglo Catholics um, who would believe in seven sacraments, and then you can have an Anglican parish down the road that um, that only believes in, in in baptism as necessary for salvation and thinks that baptism is the only sacrament you can have an anglican parish that has um confession and uh, and the anglican parish down the road that doesn't um believe in the in the sacrament of confession and, and the necessity of the the confession of sins to a, to a to a priest and that creates if you think about it a a pretty strange situation and it's not a tension i myself could could live in whereby i attend a, a a particular church within a larger church, and in and in my church, I'm being taught that the uh, the Eucharist and the confirmation, and uh, and confession are, are essential parts of the of the Christian life, and I believe that. And then down the road, there's a church that doesn't believe any of those things. In what meaningful way can it be said? that we belong to the to the same church um to to hold something together you have to have something to that you hold on to together too and and i would say to sort of an anglican at a, at a church that believes in more sacraments how can you in in, in good faith allow uh somebody down down the road to be sort of deluded? Don't you feel the need to do something? And that becomes particularly stark because there are Anglican priests who don't believe in the possibility of female ordination and yet nonetheless continue to be priests in a church where women are ordained. And so those priests don't think that any of the sacraments that are taking place down the road with the female minister are are valid and my response then is like well guys what are you doing about it like these people think they're receiving something and they're not what what are you going to do but rather that within the anglican church they seem to be happy to exist under a, a large umbrella but believing many many different things now the catholic church is um Attitude with regards to uh, the Anglican Church is that it views it as a as an as an ecclesial uh, communion uh, rather than a an, an actual church, and it recognizes the the validity of baptism um, of an Anglican baptism so so long as it follows the Trinita- Trinitarian formula of I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the and the Holy Spirit. Um, but the Catholic Church recognises the baptism using that formula, whoever, whoever might have done it. Um, and this is an important point. If, uh, if a child was, was very, very sick in the hospital, um, you know, maybe a premature baby, and hadn't been baptised, then even, say, a Muslim nurse or uh, an atheist nurse could baptise that child if they knew that the parents wanted this but weren't able to do it for themselves, they would be able to baptize. So long as they intended to do what the church in, intends to do. And there's something quite beautiful um, in that, and it's also an, an important thing thing to know. Um, so we recognize the baptism of Anglicans, um, but increasingly within the Anglican church, you have... Uh, formulas which differ from the the Trini- the classical trinitarian formula so you might have i baptize you in the in the name of the the creator um the redeemer and the uh, and and the and the spirit and the church would the catholic church wouldn't recognize that baptism as valid and in fact that's happened within the catholic church as well there was recently found out that there was a, a deacon um in the U.S. who had been using um a different a different formula, um and similarly if somebody if somebody was to say we baptize you, um it's not it's not the church collectively that baptizes a, a person, it's the uh, it's the in individual and Christ baptizing through that individual, Christ bringing them into into His body, not the body bringing other members into the body the body welcomes those other members but it's not the body of christ per se that that brings brings new members into the church it's the head of the church which is christ and so that's why the i rather than the we is necessary um that's the only anglican sacrament that would be recognized by the by the church um anglican ordination uh isn't Isn't recognised, and and many Anglicans um, who some sort of over over particular issues within the Anglican Church and and others, sort of just in a certain sense, despairing at the at the the sort of the lack of common ecclesial belief, um, have become uh, Catholics and Catholic priests in the in the last couple of decades and they have to be um, ordained again. And uh, and similarly, um, a sort of com- confession. Very few Anglican churches do confession, but where that is, the, the Catholic Church wouldn't recognize it as confession. But the important point to, to make here is that if a person in good faith goes to their their vicar in the Anglican Church, Earnestly seeking forgiveness for their sins and believing that forgiveness of sins can be mediated through their priest in the church, then I would say there's a very good chance that God mediates that grace, that grace to them um in the same way as we can have sort of baptism of of desire of the person who desired to get baptized but maybe was killed um bef- beforehand. Um, And in the same way as we can sort of, you know, receive a spiritual communion when we're unable to attend the Mass in in person, Um, Mm -hmm. where somebody not through willful ignorance, not through deliberate rejection of the Catholic Church, but rather this is just the environment that they have grown up in and they've never asked the question because the environment they've been in has been so sort of all-consuming and and has completely informed their worldview um that grace grace can still operate that uh that god's grace um is is always given through his sacraments um in the catholic church but is not confined to the to the sacraments in the catholic church so that's a a long answer um but it is a a big question and maybe that uh that answer ra- raises up many many more questions um to sort of close with one sort of pithy line, but um it sort of gets gets to the to the nub of things in a in a rather sort of cheeky way where I think it was James Joyce who said it. Um I'd rather I'd rather belong to a to a church, you know, founded on the uh on the rock of 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 Peter than the um and then he well, I'm just gonna say than the balls of Henry. Um that that gets to the nub of things in a in a certain way. It wasn't it wasn't a, a doctrinal issue, um, which Henry sort of broke away from the the Catholic Church for. It was um, essentially a, a desire to that his will be done and uh, and not the will of the uh, of the Father through the through the Catholic Church. Um, we're going to go to uh, music break now. If that has uh, thrown up uh, more questions. Then it's, then it's answered, then please do uh, give us a call. The, uh, the number, as always, to call us is zero one two two three three seven five five six four. That's zero one two two three three seven five five six four.
1: Thank you, Father Toby. <laughs>
0: listening to Questions of Faith uh, with Father Toby here in the uh, London studio. And our next question, um, uh, having spoken about sort of priests and ordination, the last question is uh, from a mother who says, My teenage daughter would like to know if there's any special significance in the clothes that priests wear at Mass. Can you explain their significance? Um, and the answer to that is that yes, there there is significance to the uh, the the vestments that the the priest wears at at mass. Um, some of them, as with some sort of symbols, in it we're not necessarily completely sure why this was worn in the first place. But uh, a a a sort of a significance has developed out of the fact that this thing is worn. So not maybe not everything that was worn can we say the reason for which it was worn in the first place, but we can now say this is a good reason and a and a beautiful symbol, whilst it should uh continue to be to be worn. So the the basic things that are priest in the in the Latin rite of the church, and that gets us into uh, another um, area which i'll just very briefly mention because it's a big question all by itself but there are different rites exist within the in the catholic church um it's not sort of one monolithic thing we have common common beliefs in that unity with rome that i uh that i spoke about but different liturgies and uh and different Structuring sort of of, of the priesthood exists in in different parts of the world. So, so in some of the Eastern Rite churches, priests don't have to observe the the discipline of celibacy and can be mar- get married before they're ordained. Um, and even in Italy, uh, in the Diocese of Milan, they have their own rite, um, the Ambrosian rite. Um, which the the most obvious difference in that is that the sign of peace is much much earlier in the in in the mass. Um, I actually prefer the the place that the sign of peace is there. I think it's more more appropriate. But then the, within Africa there are different rites. There's a Congolese rite. Um, so I'm speaking about the the Latin rite, which is the most common rite in the in the in the sort of the Western um world. But nonetheless even within London it would be possible to attend the Syrah Malabar rite from uh, from from India um, you could attend the the Dominican rite, which is our old pre-Vatican II rite here at our church in uh, the Rosary Shrine on a Sunday at six, if you're interested in that sort of thing. But what the the Latin rite priest uh, generally wears when celebrating the Mass is we call an amice, an alb, a cincture, a stole, and the the chasuble. Um, and so the first part of that, um, the the amis this is a sort of probably wouldn't you wouldn't note notice notice it um but it's a it's a rectangular cloth that's placed over the the shoulders um and uh and then sort of tied with a with a with a ribbon um around the the waist and so essentially it goes over the over the priest's um head and uh Sometimes it's 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 known it's it's referenced from that line in in Ephesians um, six seventeen as the sort of the helmet of sal- of sal- salvation, um, and the the traditional prayer that, that a priest recites when he puts on the omis is, is you know, place upon me, O Lord, the helmet of salvation, that I may overcome the assaults of the, the devil." Um, the amos also has like practical uses. It it's an extra layer which in, in winter you appreciate. It also um stops your sort of alb from getting as sort of dirty, what we'll say with you know, sweat. It happens during mass when it's when it's uh, hot or just, you know, bodily oil and and things. So it, it's both practical and um and and symbolic and and also stop the, the sort of the vestment. Um, rubbing against your against your your neck, um, then you have uh, next over the top goes the the long white vestment that you normally see that you can see sort of um, from the bottom of the chasuble. This is called the the alb, um, and it comes from the the Latin word for white, which is albus, and the uh, and the alb. Um, another place where you essentially see an alb is at baptism when the uh the newly baptized child receives the the white garment that essentially is an is an alb it's white and it 's a garment placed over you and that's a a symbol of the 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 purity of soul given us in baptism and the purity of soul sort of required to celebrate mass um worthily um for a priest to, to celebrate mass whilst knowingly in a in a state of mortal sin is is, is itself a, a further a further sin. Um and the prayer that, that is often offered when when putting the alb on um references the, the book of Revelation where it says Make me white O Lord and cleanse my heart that being made white in the blood of the Lamb I may deserve an eternal reward. Um and the next uh item that the priest puts on is um the cincture. And the cincture is a is a sort of cord which um basically sort of gathers the alb around the the waist, stops it sort of from being ungainly. It's also practical, for example, one of our servers at um at mass that I was celebrating at, at King's College London yesterday the uh the the sort of equivalent to the 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 item that that he was that he was wearing um the server's cassock was sort of far too long for him um and therefore with the cincture um you can just tuck a bit of material above the the belt formed by this cord and uh sort of make it make it more bespoke so he's not tripping over himself as it as he as he walks um and so the the alb just makes the the garment i mean this the cincture makes the sort of the alb hang hang better um and just brings it in a bit at the the waist now most priests probably um wear a, a white cincture most of the time but you can match the the cincture to the um the cut the particular color of the day or the liturgical season and i tend to do that like we have the whole range of of colors here my mother also after i was newly ordained a priest um she didn't really couldn't really buy me clothes as she used to enjoy sometimes doing in the past so she enjoyed buying me some liturgical vestments including the uh, the different color cinctures which she thought was a an absolutely um fabulous uh thing. And she wanted to get them in far more colours than I had the desire to have them. So I even have one cincture in in rose, which would only be worn um two two days um of the of the year on uh Laudate Sunday and, and Gaudete Sunday in uh, in Advent in, in Lent, those days when the, the priest wears the the rose chasuble, um or some people would say pink. Um, um, my mother insisted on, on on getting me one of those as well. So, I have one of those. And the uh, the the prayer that the um the priest um normally sort of prays whilst putting on the the cincture sort of corresponds to that that symbol of the sort of cincture sort of as some sort of like self 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 restraint um uh, as a sort of a, a self sort of dis, dis, discipline. Um, you know, maybe some people have the the cincture a, a little tighter than than is at the point of sort of just pure pure comfort. And the priest prays, "Gird me, O Lord, with the the cincture of purity, and quench in my heart the fire of lust, that the virtue of continence and chastity may abide in me." Now, the next item is the is the stole, um, and that's the uh, sort of the narrow strip of of cloth that's worn um over the neck and then hangs down over the front of the the priest and that goes over the over the alb and you will often see a a priest um uh, put on a a stole um and he he, sh- he should you know um when he's going to hear confessions and in, in the in the bag that i normally use to to travel around i have a a small little sort of travel travel stole it's not that i couldn't hear confession without it but the the stole um more than any of the other sort of garments um uh indicates the the ordained um office of the of the of the of the priest whenever the the priest puts on the the stole he he's prepare he's going to sort of celebrate a a sacrament, and and the stole again normally um would match the the color of the day or the the liturgical um season so you're about to not that far off before moving from the the green of ordinary time to the uh, purple of advent um i think we're in week week 29 of ordinary time at the moment and there are thirty thirty four 34 weeks of ordinary times so advent is not far off and uh, scarily christmas is just around the corner um, but as the priest puts on the stole he says lord restore the stole of immortality which i lost through the collusion of our first parents and unworthy as i am to approach thy sacred mysteries may i yet gain eternal joy there's a real sort of you know, prayer of, of humbling um no priest should should think himself worthy of the of the great things that god works through him as he celebrates the sacraments in the same way as we prepare to to receive the, the the eucharist we simultaneously sort of acknowledge um our unworthiness before the before the lord um and yet recognize the fact that the lord desires to to give himself to us in spite of our unworthiness um and the desires that we should be should be healed and so that's why we pray lord i'm not worthy to receive you but only say that uh, i'm not worthy that i should that you should enter under my roof so i started qu- quoting the the old the old the old line there on um, the less biblical one um but obviously that got changed in 2010 and finally the um uh the priest puts on the the, the chasuble which also matches the color of the day or the The liturgical season and and the one of the symbols of the chasuble is that it sort of represents uh charity um that highest of all the virtues covering a a multitude of sins um and this sort of vestment is supposed to take away from the individuality of the priest's dress and uh, and be a reminder of the priestly role of the of the great of the one true priest um jesus christ and so the prayer that um is generally said for when putting on the, the chasuble comes from uh the letter to the to the colossians um which is above all these things put on charity which is the bond of perfection um and the lord's word in, in matthew 11 of course we said O lord who has said my yoke is sweet and my burden light grant that i May so carry it as to merit thy grace. And so, one final comment in a, another long answer. Um, but as you can see, there's lots of layers that the priest puts on. That's why you should feel sorry for the priest in uh, in, in summer because it can be incredibly hot under all that stuff. But it's a, an act of humility to, uh, to to wear it and maybe to actually be a little bit uncomfortable for the sake of celebrating the, the sacraments in a, in a worthy fashion isn't, isn't a bad um, thing. Uh, but one of the things that all those layers um, of, of, of vestments are designed to do is to have the, the priest reflect more on what he's doing, but also to, to take away from the the individuality of the priest. That uh that this isn't um sort of Father Toby expressing who he is, but rather Father Toby becoming like John the Baptist, decreasing in order um that Christ might increase um, and I see sort of here in the in the in the parish at at Saint, at Saint Dominic's, some of our masses are, are celebrated ad orientem and some are celebrated versus populum. St. ad orientem, the priest. Lee, uh, is is facing the same way as the the people um it was like walking in the same direction as the people towards the altar of god and uh and in verses populum um the priest is is facing the people but one of the advantages i think of of ad orientem is that it uh it sort of removes a little bit of the focus from the individual priest and helps us focus on how the sort of the individual priest is is taken up into the into the one true priesthood of uh, of Jesus Christ. I I, I also see um, reasons why other people prefer sort of versus populum facing the people, and I, I'm happy to celebrate um, the mass sort of either either way. Um, one final thing, actually, that um, when I spoke about uh, sort of heat um, and some. That's why uh, a lot of um Alps have uh have have a lot of lace. Um, particularly in, in hot countries you'll be more likely to, to see um very lacy Alps, um, is because the more lace there is, the more sort of breathable um the the garment is. Um and uh yeah, so it's like while still wearing the item, it just becomes not as ridiculously hot. If a priest in, um, say Sicily, where Pope Francis made a a comment about Sicilian priests and and their lace, um, recently, I think something to do with their grandmothers, um, but uh, like maybe their grandmothers want to make something beautiful for uh, to be used for the celebration of Mass at the altar of God, and we should offer the most beautiful things that we can. But there's also the supremely practical reason that uh. That uh, that lace um, is a lot less hot to wear, and um, when you're in 42 degree heat, than something maybe entirely um, of cotton and with no holes in it, or uh, something of polyester. Um, so that's uh, a lot. Another long answer to, um, uh, well, this time a short question. The last time was a long answer to a long question, but there's lots of uh, symbolism in that, and hopefully that uh, that is helpful and interesting. We're now going to go to Another music break, and if you have any more questions, then please do uh phone in the the number is zero one two two three three seven five five six four that's zero one two two three three seven five five six four. toby here um live in in london and uh elizabeth um helping me in cambridge uh, the next question um is from somebody who says i love the line in the psalms that says the lord is my rock um, before this week i'd never connected this to jesus's description of peter as a rock i was amazed to think that jesus drew on a psalm that talks about God's protective slash grounding relationship to us and turned it to man's Peter's grounding protective relationship to God. Could you explain more? Well, this is one of the um, amazing things about the Psalms, and one of the beautiful things about sort of reading the the Bible in our in our Bible study group that uh done the last couple of years with students. At King's a great course um through Ascension um presents called sort of unlocking the mystery of the Bible, which I, I'd thoroughly recommend any of you um doing it privately or even better doing it with a with a group of a group of friends um from the parish or even saying to your priest, like I'd like to I'd like to run this in the in the parish and, and you can do it. You can do it your, yourself. It's um Lots of help is given you in in leading the course from the the leader's materials, so don't be daunted. But one of the one of the great things for me in this course has been like the insights that the students in their reflections um have had on the on the on the scriptures and things which which aren't included in the, in the course materials and that I've never thought of myself, and yet you hear that and you think, gosh, that's that's true um that's that's there that 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 symbolism um ex- exists um and uh and it and it's absolutely wonderful and it gets to the the fact um as it said you know the the, the word of god is something alive and active it, it cuts more finely than a double-edged sword and when we when we read the scriptures in a in a prayerful way they're they're alive to us they're not a not a dead dead letter and um and what our sort of questioner is, is is getting at here is what we might call the one of the the spiritual senses of of um, of of the of the scriptures. So when we read the the scriptures, we we always have what we call the the literal sense, and the literal sense is not to be confused with literalism. Um, so when uh, the psalmist writes, "The Lord is my rock." He's not saying that God is a great meteorite in the in the sky. Um and he the when the psalmist writes the Lord, the Lord is is my rock, we have to sort of recognize, well, the psalms are a poetry. Um and uh, and so the psalmist is seeking to say something about the 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 Lord being my rock. That is not meaning that the Lord is a large rocky object. In the same way as when we read Genesis, and, and as even Augustine sort of understood it, in that Genesis is not supposed to be a historical, uh, an exact historical account of creation, um, but rather teaches us something true about creation and God's relationship with us through this story and so there are certain things about the account of genesis that the church says is uh uh, historically certain um in that there was an an adam of eve and 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 an initial sin of disobedience which had ramifications um for the for the rest of the world, but in terms of the the kind of the order of creation, well there are two creation accounts in 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 Genesis and two different accounts of uh of how the the first man was was made and so if we were to interpret them in a as as being literally um true um then we would have a contradiction in in the in the bible and that and that can't be the case because the bible is inspired um word of word of god and so when we're looking at any passage we have to say the literal sense is what does the writer mean not the literalistic meaning and that's the problem with it and and it's damaged all christians that a lot of uh evangelical sort of protestant christianity has got into a literalistic reading of the bible and you tend to do that once you've got sola scriptura once you're the bible alone because you've got no authority outside of the scriptures to to say well what is a what is a reading that is um uh consonant with the faith and and what is a, a reading that departs uh from from the faith. So you've got the literal sense but you've also got the the spiritual sense um which is that some words point to uh to an to another to another reality um and uh, and and because the bible is is inspired um that there are certain things especially in the old testament um which the 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 writers of the scriptures have have written and which they couldn't possibly have known the significance of because the events which we now see um this this line pointing to haven't Yet happened, and we're not sort of saying, oh, "Well, they've been granted a particular prophecy that this is that this was going to happen." That the writer of the Psalms knew that Jesus would say to Peter, "And you are my rock, and on this rock I will build my church," but rather, um because this is um, the the inspired word of word of God, the meaning in it is bigger than anything which an, an individual author might have might have thought um and so this uh, this connection of the sort of the lord is is my rock um and the way that jesus mediates um himself to us the the people of god through the church and through the sort of apostolic succession and and, and pope francis now as as the inheritor of the the role of of Peter as the the rock of the the church and the 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 guarantor of the of the union of all Catholics around around the the world. That's a a lovely insight and not one that I'd ever had um before, but uh but one which now when I um when I pray the pray the psalms um in the in the Divine Office um might spring up spring up to me so thank you very much um to our question for that that insight um so i've not answered your question much and often i do that i've told you about something else about the literal and the spiritual um sense of sense of of scripture in order just to say you know thanks for that insight not one i've had but seems to me a perfectly valid and uh, and good insight and one maybe you should phone in and 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 explain more because it's 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 lovely um so thank you for that and uh we'll now go to our to our next piece of of music i think Questions of faith uh, with Father Toby here in London and Elizabeth in Cambridge.
1: Father um, Toby, I have um I have Anastasia on the line. Anastasia, you're through to Father Toby. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Father Toby. Good morning, uh, Anastasia. I really, yeah, I, I want to ask Father if you don't My ask you a question about a altar server. Is very unusual. Altar server. the only as like you. He's only one child. Only a son. He's about 24. And I think he's very, very amazing on the altar server. He still serve on the altar and train the little ones altar server. But his mother is like, because he's only one child, and if he wanted to become a priest, and his mom's question will be, I won't have any grandchildren. How can I answer that question?
0: Well, on, on one level, like it, it's 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 true, um, you know, she won't have any grandchildren, and it and it's okay to be to be sad about that, um, for a for a mother. But we we have to ask ourselves, you know, if we if we love, do we do we love? for the, the sake of what this person can do for me and in that, in that sense like make me a, a grandmother or do we love in order to to set that person free to be who who god is is calling them to be um and that uh and the, a priest is 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 precious for the for the church because without the um without the the eucharist you know there is no no church the eucharist Holds the 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 church, um, to together, um, and so without without the priest there is no Eucharist, and and therefore you know without the priest there there is no no church, um, so I would say to the the mother, it's okay to be to be sad, but but like like Mary, sort of be prepared to embrace that suffering for the sake of allowing your son to be who who God has has called him him, him to be. And also to realise that there there are many beautiful graces, I think, received through being the 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 mother of a of a priest. And and particularly my mother says that in, in my having joined the the Dominicans, which is different to a diocesan priest, but she feels like she's she's gained another another family, all the other sort of Dominican brothers and sisters, and, and so come into something sort of much bigger. Now, would she like to have had grandchildren? I'm certain, yes. Um but has it made her desperately sad? No. Um so so that's what I'd what I'd say. Thank
1: you, Father Toby. Thank you so that's much. It's my pleasure. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, Anastasia. Father Toby, we also have um Aileen who is the rock questioner on the line and she's uh wants to discuss it further with you. Excellent. Aileen, you're you're on air. Okay, thank you. Hi, Father Toby. I hope my dogs aren't barking too loudly.
0: No, just making me jealous of not having dogs.
1: <laughs> Um, Yeah, it was really nice to hear you talk about the Psalms and how we can pray with them and uh, trust our insights, as long as we're not contradicting the Scriptures and what we're taught uh, through them and through the Church. Um, That that prayer, when I saw the rock and when I made the link, which I hadn't seen before, between Peter and Jesus, um, since then I've prayed a little bit differently with the rock. I've actually thought about myself being God's rock on earth too, Mm-hmm. And being a place for God, you know, like we are this, you know, and that, that would, I suppose, reflect other parts of Scripture that we're the, um, you know, how we how Jesus rests in us. Um, but there was something, I suppose, empowering about thinking of myself as a rock and a stronghold for God on earth, too. Not in the same way as Peter, but with some similarity.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and in, in in the same way that you know we we have the the ordained priesthood. But we also have the 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 priesthood of all of all the of all the baptized, and so the the priest in a in a particular sacra, sacra, sacramental way um reflects the priesthood, but that should be to to empower the, the 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 laity to sort of go out into the world beyond the confines of the uh, of the of the sort of the buildings of the church and and the visible church and make manifest what they, what, they, what they have received in the places where they work, the places where they recreate, they, 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 they live. Um, so you know, that's, it's an, an important and, and good insight, and I'm, I'm glad that you've had it. And thank you thank for sharing it.
1: You. Thank you. It was, I'm glad I caught you today. <laughs> I enjoyed listening about the priest codes as well. That, that, that was very interesting, more interesting than I thought it could be. Okay, um, well, yeah. have, have more sympathy thank with you. us in summer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very
0: much. God bless. Bye now. God bless. Bye-bye. So thank you very much to, uh, to our callers. Um, to, it's always lovely to, to have um, callers. So thank you, Anastasia and, and Aileen. And thank you to all of those who submitted questions. Um, that brings us nicely um, to the hour mark. And so I'm just going to, to close with a, a prayer. So Lord, we, we give you thanks for the, the gift of, of faith. Uh, we give you thanks for the the gift of the the rock of peter um given us in in, in the in the the succession of popes from peter to to pope francis and, and we ask that we we might make manifest that which we receive in in every mass that we might make you better known to all those we encounter and that through a, a loving and a and a joyful witness we might attract more people to to come to the the fullness of life which can only be known in you alone and so we give you thanks for the the gift of your son and we pray together glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen